worked in Puerto Rico, um, I I felt a little bombarded by all the uh, popular music, la salsa, reggaeton. I was raised in the place where reggaeton was born, so I was writing music, again, a lot to escape from that, and I started writing a lot of ambient music and things that were very contrasting. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the new Latin wave. This is Sokyo. And I am Camila Montañez. We are super excited, mi gente. Yeah, this is our first episode. We're bringing your music, literature, food, artists, you name it. And they all have one thing in common. These are all Latino, Latina artists, Latinx creators. What is the new Latin wave? We're not sure. We're going to explore this new Latin wave and ones that have come before. What defines it? What's in there? Where is it going? We'll look at the work of Latin American and Latino artists and thinkers here in the U.S. And today, our first episode is with Angelica Negron, una puertorriqueña who makes electronic music using vegetables. I can't believe it. This is La Isla Magica. Angelica Negron was born in San Juan, Puerto Rico. This 37-year-old composer brings to the music a scenario a combination of classical and new sounds. She uses violin, accordions, electronic and robotic sounds. Negron learned piano and violin at the Conservatory of Music of Puerto Rico. Later on, she created the electroacoustic pop group Balloon. She left the island to come to New York City to do a master's in music composition at NYU and is now pursuing a PhD at the CUNY Graduate Center. She's written and composed for festivals, ensembles, and feature films. In June, Negron is presenting Pasajero, a collection of three ambient pop songs for voice, live electronics, vegetable synth, and mechanic instruments built by Nick Gilman. I mean, her craft is insane. She makes music using pretty much any element she thinks has cool, authentic sounds. So I, I write a lot of electronic music, but I would say that 99% of the electronic music I write is based on acoustic sounds that I record or found sounds, a lot of people call them, um, literally sounds that I find in my kitchen or like pots and pans and things like that. So I use those for the live performance too, but um, I also record them and manipulate them. I love like doing very simple manipulations to sound so that they transform into something else. So they are a little familiar and they sound kind of warm and domestic in a sense, but that there's also a little bit of mystery behind them. Um, so a lot of the things I do are like taking out the attack of a sound. So like hitting a, a, a teapot or a, or a pot that has a big resonance and then taking out the attack and just leaving that big resonance, it sounds like a bell. 
Okay, so Negron performed on the main stage at our festival last year in Brooklyn. Her show is not a typical one. She plays solo, there is no guitar, bass, or any drums. The instruments she uses are made from containers full of water, plates, pots, music boxes, and vegetables. And she adds her voice as a layer in her music. veggie synth that I use. I'm using uh, an interface called Ototo and basically it works with anything that conducts electricity. So I've done it with water. I've done a water synthesizer before. It works with metal, anything that conducts electricity. But um, I like to find things that match, I feel, the textures of my songs and the colors. So, um, so I'm very picky about the vegetables I, um, I get. And then I just arrange it as a keyboard. Angelica's inspiration to create music with electronic and acoustic sounds comes from different experiences in her life. We spoke about some of the factors that influence her work, being a Latina woman and seeing other women experimenting with new approaches to performing music. I'm very influenced by the sounds around me and the world as an instrument, so thinking about the possibilities of anything that people don't think as musical. Um, for making music, so that's really exciting to me. Um, but also, I, I would say that um, I'm, I mean, I think 90% of the music I listen to is by Latinx artists. Um, I, I love the work, especially of, of female uh, Latino artists like uh, El Amainos, I love, Lilo Pimienta, eh, Mula, Rita Indiana, eh, a band from Puerto Rico that's long been gone, but I still listen to them all the time, called Super Aquello. And uh, uh, also Noya from Spain too, I really love. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm really influenced by, by Latinx artists, but I think mostly from female ones that are doing lots of things by themselves and, and exploring like different ways of putting a solo performance and what that means. and. And even though a lot of them sing, it's not only about the singing and it's about them like taking charge and exploring new interfaces for musical expression or new instruments. Um, and that's for me very inspiring to watch. Later in this episode, we're going to share with you the work of another Latina, Debit. She's a producer and DJ mixing Latino and club sounds. This is another example of the kind of work that Negron is paying attention to music that combines the traditional with the new. Negron, as you can hear, is not a typical or mainstream artist and does not fall into the expectations of what a Latinx artist should be playing or creating. Negron says that one of her biggest struggles was to separate herself and her work from music like salsa and reggaeton, but without forgetting her roots and her island. It's a very difficult question, but I... I would say that when I lived in Puerto Rico, um, I I felt a little bombarded by all the uh, popular music, la salsa, reggaeton. I was raised in the place where reggaeton was born, so I was writing music again a lot to escape from that, and I started writing a lot of ambient music to kind of and things that were very contrasting to. It was kind of like music that 
would take me away from the cacophony that was outside. But when you move from your home, it's things change, and then you have a, a nostalgia plays a little bit of a role there. But it, I think it's also you know like food, music also has the power to bring you closer to places that that are distant physically. So so I've been incorporating a little more. Um, tropical rhythms that they kind of infuse there somehow but it just happens very naturally and I think uh, all my songs are in Spanish too and because I I think in Spanish so I want to write I, that I want to write music in the language I I think everything you know influences what I do everything I feel influences the the music I write and that everything includes Hurricane Maria Last fall, Puerto Rico and many other Caribbean islands were destroyed by two hurricanes that were Category 5. Life changed for many Puerto Ricans, including Negron and her family. The moment was so intense and confusing for Negron that she decided to use her music to express for the first time what and how she was feeling after this devastating natural disaster. She premiered a new song dedicated to her island at the New Latin Way Festival. What makes Negron's work very special is the inclusion of both traditional sounds rooted in her own experience and unusual techniques and instruments in her compositions. Could this be the new Latin wave? That's a great question. It's hard to tell when you're inside something to see it from the outside, to know if it's Um, to know what it is and what it looks, what it sounds like, what it feels like. Um, but but I, I definitely feel like there's a lot of really interesting things, especially um, like all over Latin America, but in the community here in New York too, of, of Latinx artists too doing really interesting things. And a lot of them doing things with electronic music and very different, but in a way that they would all but with the same kind of spirit, I would say. Um, yeah, like Elado Negro, Ela, uh, Senia Rubinos. Yeah, there's a lot of Buscabulla. Uh, there's a lot of, of people making making really cool sounds and exploring what it means to be um, Latino here and and showing that in, in very, very different ways. So I think, yeah, that's, for me, It feels like a new Latin wave because it's very refreshing, and it's it's new, and I it's reaching also other uh, audiences, which is for me really important too. It's not only exclusive to to the Latino community. When you say it feels refreshing, refreshing from from what? 
I think it's refreshing in the very simple sense of like hearing things that make you smile and that bring joy to you because you haven't heard those sounds before, that combination of sounds or someone dressed as a tinsel mammal like Alado Negro has when he's playing um, or someone like kicking ass in the synthesizers like Ella does. So like, yeah, it's, it's things that I've seen other artists explore, but not in those ways. Uh, so it's a very new and fresh perspective to my ears. Wow. We're incredibly grateful that we had the opportunity to have Angelica perform at our festival last year and to sit down with us for this amazing conversation about her work and experiences. She keeps adding more and more cool stuff to this new Latin wave. She's currently working on a lip sync opera entitled Chimera for drag queen performers and chamber ensemble and the score for the documentary The Feeling of Being Watched, which will screen at the Tribeca Film Festival this year. You can also catch her this coming June at the Arete venue and gallery for a performance of Pasajero. We'll be sharing more information about music and cultural events with you on our social media platforms. Please, please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and stay with us. So what you're listening to right now is Debit. This woman with Mexican roots is a producer, DJ and radio host. She's mixing Latin textures with ambient and club sounds and she's become an important figure for the Latinx diaspora. has a constructive approach to music. She works with blends of Latino and club beats. Her music is dramatic and Baroque. As a producer and DJ, Debit has been called an impeccable talent by AD Magazine. She has co-hosted Oráculo with Riobamba at the Lot Radio for over a year and performed throughout North and South America with Naafi, Ghetto Gothic, Mixpack, Arca, Jubilee, and many others. She remains an influential force in the Mexican experimental, electronica and club scene. Her new album Animus is out now and you can find it on Apple Music, Spotify and many other digital stores. So Camila? That was David. I love it. I absolutely love it. Let me squeeze one more thing in here. It's time for El Postre, the dessert time. Two more minutes to hear about more extraordinary Latinx art. And now let's catch up with Melissa Sainz Gordon. She's been profiling artists from an upcoming exhibition at the Brooklyn Museum on our new Line Wave social media. She's a photographer from San Francisco, California, who's now here in New York and has been following the work of many Latinx artists. Hi, Melissa. Thanks so much for taking our call. 
So you're working on a project right now called Te Aprecio Foto. What is it about? So yeah, Te Aprecio Foto is just about um, celebrating kind of neighborhood nuance and a lot of the things that get overlooked in in our everyday life. So, you know, kind of taking a second to maybe appreciate the things that you gloss over on your way to the train or, you know, your way to your coffee and that you may write off as being a nuisance. But really, it's, it is what kind of uh, peppers the culture around us. I know you're super excited about this show at the Brooklyn Museum. Give us a sneak preview of what to expect. So about a month ago, I saw that the Brooklyn Museum announced um, that they're going to showcase this exhibition called Radical Women, uh, Latin American Art from 1960 to 1985. And if some people remember, or if you remember, um, Brooklyn Museum hosted a, a parallel exhibition called We Wanted a Revolution, mm-hmm. um, Black Radical Women, 1965 mm-hmm. to 1985. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a succession of creating a space for women of color in the art world um, because it really needs to be kind of, um, the space needs to be created like very intentionally mm-hmm. in order yeah. for like society to catch up. Absolutely. You need to like be, make sure that, that it happens. So this show coming up is um, really exciting. It's 120 artists, many of which have never been um, showcased in a setting like this before. And some of the artists are very well known. And then it's a exhibition that is um, put on by a few organizations in LA, um, namely the Hammer Museum, which is a museum at UCLA, um, and uh, PST, which is Pacific Standard Time. And that is kind of a partnership of art organizations in LA to kind of create a space again for Latino creatives in um, just in just create a space for it and so they're hosting a lot of events um, and this kind of initiative is funded by by the Getty so this is the only location on the east coast but this exhibition is going to be held and it's very exciting they added five additional artists from New York so mm-hmm. it's make it kind of reflective of of where it's at one of them is uh, Sandra Eleta. She's uh, born in 1943 in Panama, and she's probably one of the most like famous photographers from Panama. Another um, chica that I just profiled, who I'm really excited about, is um, Delfina Bernal. And she was born in the 40s um, and grew up in Colombia. And she worked with a lot of new technologies, but of course, like the town she grew up in was very small. Um, and so when she finally moved to New York with her family, she lived in Queens and the Lower East Side. And, um, she really experimented with like, uh, color photocopies and collaged a lot of photocopies. Like this is technology that we all take for granted, but in the seventies, pretty renegade and pretty, uh, radical. Melissa, muchas gracias. Yes, yes. Okay. Okay. Talk soon. Melissa is using the hashtag NLW, Mujeres Radicales on Instagram. Go and check out some of the artists who are going to be featured in this exhibition. This is the end fin of our first episode. We want to thank Angelica, David, and Melissa for allowing us to chat with them and get closer to their work. But especially, thank you to all of you who are listening right now and later. Please follow us on social media and let us know what you think about our very first episode of The New Latin Wave. Thank you to our editor and producer, Amanda Dora Risman. Music was composed by our very own Sokio, and he's also our post-production nerd. And I am your host, Camila Montañez. Hasta luego. Hasta luego.